Hi, my name is Sonia Pennell. I've always felt this calling to empower others, especially women. But after years of following this journey, I realized in order to empower others, I needed to first empower myself. Follow me on this journey as we discuss topics around health, wellness, family, marriage, and business. This is the Be A Beast podcast. Hello, everyone. It is Sonia, your host of the Be A Beast podcast. Today, I want to talk about really the the unhealthy relationships that we can have with things that aren't even people. We can have unhealthy relationships with food. And really the bigger one I want to talk about today is the unhealthy relationship that I've had with my scale. And some of you can relate and some of you probably don't have the the same maybe it's I don't know I even know if it's if it's mental blockage for me or or what but I the, and actually the 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 challenge that I thought that I had with the scale is actually something that over the last few months as I've restarted my journey that I've realized that the 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 relationship I had with the scale was actually allowing me to do more damage to my to the, to the process that I was in versus giving me information. So the scale is not a horrible thing. The scale actually does have a place and a purpose, right? It can tell us it's one tool to tell us potential progress that we're making or um, that we're on the right track. However, when a scale is used as a pass or fail type mentality or a scale is used as a I'm not doing the right things or look at all the things I'm doing and I'm still not losing weight or I only lost half a pound this week or um, we let it really define who we are as a human being. And I'm here to tell you that scale does not define you as a human being. You are amazing and wonderful. You're caring and passionate. You you take care of others. Um, and and in some ways we haven't taken care of of ourselves instead we've we've talked meanly to ourselves and we've talked in a way that very honestly would we talk to our spouse this way would we talk to our 16 year old daughter this way would we talk to our mother or our best friend this way many times no and so one of the things I'd ask you to think about as we talk about the scale today is what are what what story are you telling yourself? What story when you jump on the scale and I was one of those that was on the scale every single morning. Oh great, down half a pound. Oh great, down another pound. Oh great, I've lost five pounds this week. Um I did that every day and my daughter uh, for the last several years has said, mom, you have to stay off the scale, do the right thing and the scale will come. She told me that over and over and over. She probably has been telling me this since she's about 20. Um, And I was like, I know, I know, I know, but it didn't keep me off the scale. And so my scale was right by my shower. So I would make sure that I went to the bathroom and I tried to go to the bathroom as much and as hard as I could and and then I would shower and dry all off and before I would jump on the scale or before I would get dressed I would jump on the scale and that 
almost every morning set the tone for my day. And so as you can imagine, there are many, many, many days that maybe weren't as good as they could have been. And so um, even though my daughter had been telling me this and my husband um, had also been been saying this, like, you don't need to get on it every day. Uh, it wasn't until about a month ago when talking to one of our trainers, um, we, we have, well, I've been doing uh, every week meetings with him and we started with um, an, a, a machine called an in-body and it gave sort of all my water weight, my skeletal weight, my body, uh, my muscle mass. It gives you sort of all of these numbers. And I look at it and I'm like, I, I don't even really know what most of it means. But he, he explained it to me on my first go around. It was at the beginning of January. And um, we, we, so we start, we had like a starting point. We didn't do measurements. I didn't, um, the, the in-body has a scale associated with it. So there is, like I do see my body weight on there. Um and so the deal was, because we're so we're talking strategy in this one-on-one -on -one meeting. We we call them focus meetings, and we were talking about food. We were talking about myself, you know, ma making notes for me by my refrigerator, by my car, or like on my steering wheel um, about how I feel when I eat poorly. Because one of the things, and I think so many of us can say this, but I know the right foods to eat. I know. I know about whole food nutrition. I know what processed foods do to my weight. I know what they do to my blood sugars. I know what they do to how even my body just feels. Like I, It's crazy, and, and maybe it's not, but I can have a piece of bread or some spaghetti, and my legs hurt like they just hurt. I know this, but that does not stop me from you know, dropping off by the bakery and picking up some special garlic bread to have with spaghetti at night. And so I do enjoy food. However, I think there's something deeper there with food. I don't know what it is. And I'm hoping through this journey that I, that I understand it. Um, but with this scale and, and starting with the in-body, it gave me an understanding to my obesity. And so I'm starting my journey, um, and, and I did start the journey before I was brave enough to get in the in, to get on the in body. I started working out sometime in November, and it was beginning of January before I would jump on this machine in front of one of my employees. Um, there was there's embarrassment, there's frustration, there's sadness, um, there's all of that, and I honestly didn't want anybody else to know and. And I'm thinking, you think they don't know? <laughs> like, you think they don't see? Um, they don't think that you're this way just because you were born this way. Like this, there is, there is some challenges, you know, Sonia, that you can, that you can work with. And so I, um, I was meeting with this trainer every week, every single Thursday I was meeting. And last week I canceled my appointment. And... I was in town. I actually worked out that day. I was already at the gym, but I had canceled that part of my appointment. And um, at the time, I thought that was okay. I'm like, you know, you, you don't have to go every week. You can you can skip a week. That's okay. Even though I know, because I had already talked to myself, I'd, I already know that for me, I need that accountability every single week. I just do. Um, 
And so going to the gym and talking to my trainer, whom I can't lie to, um, I, I just can't, I, I would tell him, it's just who I am. I, I have a really hard time even telling little white lies. Like I need to, I want, I like to always be truthful. And so telling him, yep, my food's going fine and I'm not having any problems. Like I, I wouldn't be able to say that. And so I canceled my appointment. Um, and I, I did reset it for the following Thursday and I'm like, okay, Sonia, no more excuses. Like you need to do what you said you were going to do. And, um, and so I did. And I, I am having, I'm still having some challenges getting my food in order. Um, like I talked about in my last podcast, we talked a little bit about inflammation and that's something that I am still very curious about. And I've done some, some additional reading and, and talked to a chiropractor of mine that does some of these, uh, I think it's going to be a scan of some sort. I haven't had it done yet, but where, so I can understand more the level of, of my inflammation. I went today and of course I still can't find the scale because my husband has hit it really well on me. Um, and honestly, if it were up to me, I probably would have had it pulled out this morning. Actually, I know I would have, because I was thinking to myself when I got out of the shower, gosh, I wonder where he might've put that scale, but I, I didn't even look. And so, um, I get to my, I get to my appointment and I get on the machine and the number's going up and it's calculating and it's going up and it's going up and it feels like it's like wheel of fortune. Am I going to end up on bankrupt or lose a turn or is it going to be the $5,000 slice, you know? So, um, I look down and I look at the result and I'm, I know I'm the same whole number that I was when we did this last time. I, I know it's basically the same number. If it's anything, it's off. I'm maybe down a tenth or two of a pound. Um, so my heart does sink and I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, yeah. One of my first thoughts was like, he's going to be so mad. He's going to be so mad at me. And I'm, I, that was my thought. And I, I'm thinking now, you know, a little bit later and I'm like, why, why would I be worried that he's mad at me? Why would I be worried that he's disappointed in me? Why am I not, why am I not, you know, taking it upon myself to, to, to follow through and to do the things that I said I was going to do? And so, um, I, I know that I can't wonder what somebody else is going to think. I need to do this for me and I need to do this for the right reasons. And only at the time that I start to do this for the right reasons, will I follow through and will this become a lifestyle versus something to do to lose, you know, X number of pounds. So I want to talk to you a little bit about, I guess, the scale and where that, why that can be a problem for some people. So for me personally, I found with the scale and when my trainer told me at the beginning of the month, he said, I don't want you on that scale anymore. And the reason was, was that the prior time um, when I was there, I had, I had written down my own results. I'd known from me being on the scale every day, I'd written down my results and I had been having a really great week. Well, I got to the weekend and I ate horribly. We had had a family function that weekend and I did well at some points. I didn't do well at others. Um, my kids were there again and they had even tried, you know, mom, you know, don't have the shell with that taco and, you know, different things like that. Like they had, they had tried and, um, 
in my mind, I was saying, no, listen, I deserve it. I have already lost whatever it was. And I can't remember if it was five or six pounds. It was, you know, I've already lost five pounds this week and I deserve, okay, this is what I'm telling myself. I deserve to have this three-day weekend with you guys where I'm going to eat what I want. Now, I already know that's not the right mentality. I do know this in my mind and in my heart. I know this because what I truly deserve and what you deserve is, is we deserve health. We deserve the, the understanding that if we work out and if we eat right and we move our body and we reduce our stress and we sleep right, um, we know that we can have a really healthy life well into the future, right? Um, and so what I was actually doing was at times, it wasn't that I was necessarily discouraged by the scale, but this particular time I was using the scale as a way to allow myself free days, not a cheat meal or a free meal or a, you know, even a a cheat day. This was really a full on three day. um, I won't even call it a binge because I did not eat a ton. I did not eat the right foods. And so this, the scale almost had like the opposite effect where um, in the past I might have lost a number of pounds and that really like motivated me to keep going because I was like, Oh, cool. But I lost that amount of weight in that week. And I went to myself, well, gosh, if I can do that in four or five days, well, certainly if I take a few days off, I'll just certainly be able to easily lose that again. And so when I was talking to that with my trainer, he's like, that is why you're going to put the scale away because the stories that you tell yourself are they're they're sabotaging your success. And so he said, we're going to put you on this in body every two weeks and we're going to see what your weight is. And we're also going to look at the other numbers. And I said, okay, it seems like a long time, but okay. He says, imagine how you're going to feel if you come back in two weeks and you've lost five pounds or you've gained a pound of muscle or you've gained, um, or, or you've lost some, some body fat, like imagine how you're going to feel. And so he started talking these other things, not just the weight number, but he started talking other things. And when he was showing me the in-body results, um, it started to make more sense. And so the weight loss isn't really just about the weight. It's about getting healthy. And getting healthy means we need more muscle. We need less fat mass. We need, you know, a, a BMI that's, that's healthy, you know, for us. And so I'm going to be really honest in starting this journey. My BMI is 37. My BMI now today after, and this is just three weeks of time, my BMI is, is still 37, right? So I do look at that. I know that that's important. And I think, well, gosh, what am I, you know, what am I doing? But <clears throat> my trainer, looked at both the one uh, at the beginning of the month and now the one at the end of the month. And he said, oh my gosh, I am so proud of you. Look at these numbers. And I'm looking at it and I have no idea what he's seeing because all I see is I'm down 0.3 pounds in in three weeks. And my um, BMI is the same. So I don't know what he's looking at. But um, I, I he starts to explain and he says, do you realize that you're body fat mass is down three and a half pounds. I was like, oh, my fat mass is down three and a half pounds. That's amazing. And then he says, and do you realize that your skeletal muscle mass 
is up about 1.5 pounds. I'm like, no, I had no idea that my skeletal muscle mass is up, you know, one and a half pounds. And so he started to pick out these things that were like positive. They were, um, they were, they were the, the reasons why, some of the reasons why we work out. Um, some people work out because they love it. I don't necessarily yet work out because I love it. I, I do, I do love burn boot camp. I love the things that we do, but I don't wake up in the morning and go, Oh, I've got to go work out. It's just, I'm not there yet. I don't know if I'll ever get there. I hope I do because once I'm there, I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. Um, so to start to see some of these numbers, I was, I was like, Whoa, hold on, hold on. Because that morning, my, my husband and two of our three children had come with us to work out. And so they're really trying to help keep me, um, keep me in a schedule and a routine and they love working out and they've been going several times a week, um, you know, as well as my husband has been. And so, so they're with me and I told the trainer, I'm like, Hey, stop, stop. I want to go get, um, my family. I want them to hear this. So I run out, I grab them um, from, from the front lobby and they come back and I say, Hey, you guys got to listen to this. I'm like, can you please start over? So he starts over, you know, and, um, he, he really never even talks about the weight. He never even said like, well, you're only down 0.3. He never even talked about the scale part of it. So he's talking again about the body fat mass. And so my first in body had said that I had 73 pounds to lose. This one says I have 69 pounds to lose. So now I only have to lose. So like that, that was a difference of four, but yet I had only lost 0.3 pounds. So I'm still trying to dissect this all in my mind. I, I don't know what all it means. Um, but I know the numbers in such a short time are like a picture of health because they, because that BMI will go down over time. And so right now I am, it's not only, obese, I think, I mean, it's got to be in the severely obese category, right? And so I, um, I look at that as a, as a health benefit to working out, not necessarily that it's a weight loss benefit to working out. Um, and I think the last piece I want to tell you about this in body, if you have an in body close to where you live, I know, um, at our gyms, I believe we charge $25 for the first time and it's free every time thereafter. But, um, if you can get this at a local gym, uh, even a spa or a health and wellness center of some sort, go get an in body and have somebody read it to you. Um, because the, the last thing I want to tell you is I'm a, so I'm a 48 year old, almost 49 year old woman. And I've been told that it's nearly impossible to gain muscle. Um, now there is some things that can make an in body be off a bit. Um, and so I'll know more when I have the third and fourth and fifth one, but I gained over 0.8 tenths of a pound of muscle in this three week period. So that's almost a pound of muscle. And so working out, four times a week. Um, some of it is strength training. Some of it is cardio, but I do just that 45 minutes, four times a week. If I could gain muscle being in this age category that I am, being able to gain muscle is going to help. It's going to pay dividends. It's going to help me with the weight loss. I just didn't see it this time. 
but I, I was able to have him share this with my family and I'm sitting in the chair and I'm looking directly at him. He's looking at me. My family is behind me. And, um, I'm pretty sure it was my son. He's 18. He's training to be a, a trainer as well. And he kept putting his hand on my shoulder and saying, mom, I'm so proud of you. Mom, I'm so proud. And like any of you with kids just can realize like, I, I do want my kids to be proud of me. I want them to know how hard I'm working. And I I am I am doing this for me. I'm doing this for me because I want to be here when he gets married. I want to be here when he starts to have children. I want to be, you know, the person that he comes to with the challenges throughout his adult life. And so this whole thing of like a bit more muscle, um, less fat mass, um, a little bit less weight, not that much. Uh, and, um, realizing right now that my BMI has stayed the same, but knowing that if I continue to do the things that I've been doing, that I will get there. And so one of the things that I, I struggle with, with the scale and thinking about the scale is like, there are some delayed results. And specifically when you're only looking at a scale, and if you're only looking at just you know, the normal number that a scale gives us. Now there are some smart scales out there and some other types of scales that will give you um, some other numbers. And those might be very, very handy for you. I, I don't have one of those. I'm not familiar with them, but I, I have seen them. But when we look at only the scale, it can, it can look like, it can look like delayed results, right? It can look like I, I haven't lost that weight. So I'm not, maybe I'm doing the wrong thing or I'm not doing enough or I'm you know, I need to work harder or, oh shoot, this thing isn't working. I'm not going to keep wasting my time. Right. And I like that's where I was for a really long time. Like I'm not going to keep eating. Like, you know, I'm not going to keep this super clean eating if I'm not going to lose weight. Well, had I known that I was actually gaining muscle and that I was actually losing fat mass, like that would have been a game changer for me. And so having this now, I don't really see it as delayed results anymore. I see it as results that are more telling of the full picture. And so when you can have the full picture, you know, I think we all know if we work out, if we walk, run, move our body in any way, that's good for our heart, right? It's going to, it's going to pump more blood and it's, it's going to be stronger overall. Um, and I think we've all also heard that there's sort of the 80, 20 rule, right? Like it's, in weight loss, it is 80% food, it's 20% your, your, your movement. So your food is really a huge, huge, huge piece of weight loss, but without the movement, are, are you necessarily going to be healthy? And so there are people that can lose a whole bunch of weight or lose any weight that doesn't necessarily mean that they're healthy if if they haven't done some sort of, of movement. And so again, whether that's an actual workout regimen, going to a gym, working out in your home, walking, running, doing five K's, walking the hill in the back of your home, um, that is going to give you that bigger, broader picture of what health is. So I think on a scale, if you're looking to see the results, don't expect them week one, day one, week two, week three, you know, we've, we've, in a way, I feel like I've mistreated my body for so many years that how can I just expect it to start responding, you know, in a week or two weeks. Um, and so I've, 
I want to say, you know, today was like a real eye opener and, and, you know, mind you, I, I own a gym that has these in bodies. And so for us to have these in bodies for a few years and me to have never been on one, um, you know, I, 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 there's no sense in being disappointed, but I, but I do feel a little bit frustrated with myself that I didn't, that I walked past this how many times and I, and I didn't do it. And I, I understood what it would do, but I didn't, I was too embarrassed to get on it you know, in front of a staff. And so by doing that, I'm sharing it with my trainer. I'm sharing this with my family. I want them to continue to help me to, to stay on track when I'm so early in this process and I don't feel mentally strong enough yet. I really do need those others, you know, to, to help me. I think one of the other things that I, I know I was doing, and, and I don't know if, if you've done this, but are we setting the right expectations? Are we setting realistic expectations? And so one thing that I have done for a very long time is, um, and I'm embarrassed to say this too, but this is how my mind was working, is if I lose 10 pounds between now and the end of the month, I um, can go to my grandson's birthday party. If I lose five pounds between now and next Friday, I can buy a pair of jeans. If I, and so it was always like I was setting these expectations of myself to, uh, I don't know, like to, to, to like make myself do it. But I wasn't, again, I wasn't necessarily doing it for the right reason. And it just, it, it did not work for me. So I think looking at that scale and going, I said I was going to lose, you know, five pounds, or I said I was going to lose, you know, 10 pounds this month. Um, and I didn't, so I failed. Right. And so I think like not being able to not getting yourself in that, um, situation is, is best. And, and instead of setting a number of pounds per week, could we set some other type of, of goal for our, our week, whether it's, you know, a number of workouts or a number of minutes moved or exercise, some, some things like that. And we'll talk a little bit later about that. But, um, the last thing I really want to talk about is with the scale, I feel like it can give us very tunnel vision. It can be when we think about, um, you know, not meeting that number that was in our head as that expectation we had, or we did this amount. I, you know, I worked out three days in a row and I, and I haven't lost any weight or I worked out four days in a row and I gained half a pound. Like those are mental. Those are just really mental blocks for me that I, I wanted that immediate result. I wanted to know right now that what I was doing right now was making a difference. And that's just not how weight loss works. It's it's not really a linear process. It's it's very up and down. It's um it you, you have to hang on even when it doesn't feel like it's doing anything. So I think like getting that tunnel vision um the the scale can really increase that tunnel vision because we're only thinking in one mindset and that's to take the weight off when really is the right mindset. How do I get healthy? And so one of the things that I have been thinking about, and again, I've heard this so many times from trainers and, and my daughter is think about the process, worry about the process. Don't worry about the result or the outcome. And so while I can spend time imagining what I'm going to look like and what I want to be able to wear and what I want to be able to do, like to, to, to think about that future and to think about, 
imagining myself being there, I do think it's, it's more important to worry about the process and getting good at what the process is. Because if I'm working out three days a week or I'm running, you know, four days a week or two times a week, um, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. There is nothing unhealthy about that working out. There, there is not anything unhealthy unless you're, you're, you're doing damage to your body because you're overlifting, overusing muscles. You're doing, you know, maybe too much, too much working out that can cause damage. But thinking about the process, if, if you do the process to get to the result and you're concentrating on the process versus concentrating on the result, you're much more likely to get there. And I almost liken that to say a football game. And when you think about the football players practicing, you know, every day, if you're a Packer fan, um, you might say, well, they don't, they don't do every single play and every single practice is about a touchdown. You know, they have to have many, many plays that get them to the touchdown. So if my touchdown is five pounds, I have to grocery shop. I have to buy the foods that my body likes and, and reacts to. I need to buy the foods that my body is, um, is most nutritioned by. And then I need to move my body, right? And so if I do all those things, then um, I would have a much better chance at getting my touchdown, right? And that's, I think about that. It's like, we can't always concentrate on the touchdown. We have to concentrate on doing the acts that get us to the touchdown. So um, when we when we think about possibly walking away from the scale and saying, okay, I am going to put that scale away. I, I, I'm going to put the scale away for two weeks. Let's just say you don't have an in-body. Put the scale away for two weeks. I'm going to put the scale away for a month, right? And I'm just going to do the right thing. And the right thing is the right thing for you. That might be X number of workouts. That might be um, doing your nutrition this way or that way or, or starting to just log your foods. You guys, I can't tell you what a difference it made to start logging my food. I was like, oh my goodness, I am... I am not going to eat that because I am not writing that on my paper. Um, and so like, some of those things, again, for me were very, very, very mental. And so instead of being so concentrated on the scale and what the scale was telling me I was or how successful I was, what if I start tracking my number of workouts? And, and I did. I started that. On January 1, I started to track my workouts. And it's the 28th of January now, and I believe I have 17 or 18 workouts in for the for the year already. And so for me, that's really amazing. But so what if that paper is my, um, what if that's my scale? You know, what if that is my scale? So what if I'm tracking my number of workouts? What if I'm tracking the number of minutes? So if we need to track something, should we track the the right, the things that get us, again, to that touchdown? Do we track those types of things? So for me, that's one of the things that I'm going to use um, instead of the scales is I'm going to track the number of workouts that I do. It will... I think, again, help hold me more accountable. And we'll see. I'll, I'll let you guys know how that goes. Um, but it, it's, it's something that I can, I can certainly work toward. Um, I guess the next thing I would say in terms of like 
not concentrating on that scale is really getting to know your your body and and experimenting with 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 what works. So again, if you eat um let's just say you have prime rib for supper and you have a baked potato plain and you have some green beans, let's say. And the next day, maybe even later that night, you don't feel good. And oftentimes I would not feel good after eating a meal like that. And I I never, never correlated it to food. In, in fact, only in the last couple of weeks have I started to think about how my body really feels and what did I eat. Um, and so as you experiment with what works, really listen to your body. Do you wake up with that little bit of a stomach ache? I was so used to the stomach ache, I didn't even know it was there. When my chiropractor asked if I had had stomach problems or issues, I'm like, no, I no, not really. But I I just felt kind of icky. I just I didn't feel great. Um, now that I'm like in tune to it, I've been waking up with a hurt stomach for for some time, but I didn't even know it. So I think like getting to know your body with what your body needs because some people can eat a prime rib and a baked potato and have no problem. Other people need to have a very plain chicken breast with, um, you know, maybe riced cauliflower and, uh, a, a, a broccoli, you know, some broccoli. Um, and everybody's different. And so I think again, just because something works for somebody else does not necessarily mean it's going to work for you. And I'm going to say the same thing for your workouts too, or your, whatever you're going to use to get moving. Um, whatever that is, you know what, if you join kickboxing and you find yourself not going, guess what? It's not kickboxing. If you join the running club and you despise going and you just cannot hardly make yourself go, or it's such a chore, you probably aren't suited for running. It's okay to try multiple different things. It could be tennis. It could be swimming. It could be a boot camp. It could be dancing. It could be, you know, it could be one of many, many things. And so stop breaking those dates with yourself and find something that works for you and and keep doing it, right? Because when we experiment with what works, whether that's food or exercise, we're going to find what works for us and don't expect it to happen in two weeks. Like that's probably my other thing is that I've been expecting results like right now. I very much am like, if I call somebody, I want them to pick up. If I text somebody, I want them to text me back right away. I I, I am very impatient and I like things to happen right now. If I'm, if my, my husband and I don't, um, I don't even know why I tell you this, but we don't exchange gifts for birthdays or, or Christmas or, or any holiday. We are very much, if we want something, we go and buy it. And there's a lot of that in our in our society now. We we don't have a lot of patience to wait for things. And certainly weight loss is, is not one of those things that we're patient for. But knowing that this is a journey, this isn't, there's not a timeline, you know, on the journey. This time, this timeline goes for a very long time. So finding something that fits your lifestyle um, is going to help you go a long way versus something that you do because it worked for somebody else. Not that you can't try it. You you absolutely can try it, but is it going, does it make you happy? Is it something that you're like excited to go to? And, and I say that even though I said earlier that I don't always like to go to the gym. I don't always like to go 
um, to the gym, but I know how I feel when I get there and I love it. I love the music. I love the people. I love, um, the energy. I love the constant moving. I love that. I don't know what's going to happen. I like, I love that. It's just always something different. So find something for you that does that. And that could be walking in your backyard or in, you know, down your road that could be, um, you know, walking with your mom or your, or your friend that could be, you know, going to the lake, whatever that is for you, like find some of those things and start to build that library of the things that you love to do. Um, but concentrate on making that a lifestyle change rather than something you're going to do for, you know, two weeks or, or a month. Um, and then I think, you know, again, in, in, in some of the things that we need to do when we, when we're going to put away that scale and we say, okay, we're not going to, to use the scale as the determine determining factor for, um, for my success. Um, as we talked so far about, about, you know, maybe keeping track of something else other than the scale would be tracking your minutes of workout, tracking a number of workouts, something along that line. It's getting to know your body and experimenting with different foods, experimenting with um, different uh, types of, of movement. Again, we don't have to concentrate on the scale telling us that, that a food agrees with us or not. We're listening to our body to tell us whether that food agrees with us or not. And then again, making it a lifestyle habit. And I think lastly, it's, is it learning how to exercise? Is it learning how to move in a way that gets us the results that we, that we want and and that we need? And, you know, that's not always the same thing. Like some people can, um, let's just say do a high intensity workout and they can do that for six months and they can lose all kinds of weight. And then maybe they stop losing weight and then they decide to go running because now running maybe gives their body something different. But I think it's, it's learning how to exercise. It's learning how to incorporate those things that you love. And I don't know that again, that that's one answer. I think it's probably multiple, multiple things. Um, and so I, I think that's, I guess I hope that you, have thought about the scale and in what way you use it. I do think that there's plenty of people that are able to use the scale as a motivator. They're able to use it as a way to, to get the success that they're, you know, that they're looking for, um, because it, it, it can be an important and useful tool for, for reaching or, or maintaining a weight loss for many people. Um, that, that was not me though. I was continuing to do more, you know, more and more damage to myself just by thinking about that scale and what it told me. And, and I, and to be really honest, I, I was damaging myself or sabotaging myself either way. If that scale said I was down, you know, X number of pounds. Well, in my mind that gave me the right to, you know, go out to eat that night or, uh, you know, go, go do something that I wouldn't normally do. Maybe it's have, you know, pizza at a restaurant or at a bar or with a Bloody Mary kind of thing. Um, but if it was the other way where, where I hadn't lost weight, then I was mad and frustrated. And I many times reached for something else to cover the pain of not having lost what I thought I should lose. So for me, you're not going to see me on the scale anytime soon. I've got that. Well, not I, my husband has that baby tucked away somewhere. Well, I, I I'm kind of hoping I don't find it. Um, but in the meantime, I'm going to do these, these scans, um, probably once a month and keep them. And I've, I've got myself a 
a uh, notebook thing with a, like it's like a folder and I'm gonna keep those in there and I want to be able to see like where I was and and where I am now and that I'm gonna let that be my guide um, and so I, I encourage you to do some some thinking about that as well what do you what is your guide where where do you look to to, to say I've had success <clears throat> or I've not had success and and even if, no matter what it is that you choose and you say, I haven't had success or I wasn't successful today or I wasn't successful this week, one of the things I'm, I'm actually proud of myself for two things. I'm going to say three things. I'm proud of myself for three things. One is that I have had um, some off days and I had that one off weekend and I literally got up on Monday and I said, nope, not today. I am not today. I am going to get right back on. And so instead of feeling sorry for myself for a couple of weeks, which was very common, it could have turned into a couple of months. <clears throat> I, I was going to just get back. I was going to get right back on it. I'm super proud of myself for continuing my workouts. So we've had some challenges. We had a, um, a death in our family, very, very close to us. We've had a dear friend with a very significant surgery. We've had many reasons to just fall off the the path that we're on and, and, um, I'm not doing that. I'm just not doing that because I, like you, I am important and my health is important and I can't buy my health any other way. I cannot buy my health any other way. And so I have to make those commitments to myself and I have to follow through. Does not mean that I'm not going to have bad days or, <clears throat> or bad weekends for that matter of fact. <clears throat> the third thing that I'm so proud of myself for <clears throat> is, and this may sound odd, but how often do you tell yourself that you love yourself? I don't know. I cannot ever remember telling myself, I love you. And maybe you don't do that, right? Maybe that's not a thing. I don't know. But I told myself this last weekend, I did a yoga class and during that class, right at the very end, they had asked us to put one hand on our tummy and one hand on our heart. And I honestly can't remember what they'd said from there, what we were supposed to do from there, but I was laying there and I was in such a space. This was, I believe it was about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour yoga. And it was, don't kill me. It was yin, yin. I'm not sure, but it was all about stretching and holding stretches for, <clears throat> for several minutes. I was in the best place emotionally, spiritually, physically, and I have been in, I can't even tell you how long, you guys. It was amazing. I had done a while back, a few years, three years ago or so, I had done a, a yoga at one of our gyms. And I was like, this is the dumbest thing ever. But, you know, I tried it again. And I and now I'm in a different spot, I guess. And I, and I loved it. And while I had my hand on my tummy and on my chest, I just said, I love you. And um, call it cheesy, call it corny. I don't know. I, I, I just... I don't typically talk to myself like that. I, I have generally a very different dialogue. And so I'm hoping that one little piece is a change for me that I, because I, I loved how I felt. I loved that I talked to myself that way. And I'm hoping that that is, is something that I will continue to, to find the gratitude for the things that I do and the things that I can do. And I think that's a whole nother topic of conversation is, when I think about the people that can't do what I can do, they can't work out. They maybe can't eat the foods that I can eat. 
due to finances or, or availability or, or whatever. And I think I can do these things and why haven't I? And so I hope that you'll be able to take away a few tidbits from here. Um, and, you know, we'll talk to you guys soon. Tune in next time. Um, I'm going to talk about we're getting ready to leave on a vacation. And um, I am committed to, to continue to working out <clears throat> while we're away from home. So we're going to be traveling in our RV. And we found a campground that has uh, daily workouts. Now, I don't have any idea what the daily workouts are. Uh, taking my laptop and I'll have Zoom to, to channel into the gym. Um you know, if I, if we don't find that those workouts work, but I want to, you know, kind of bring you up to speed about how that worked with us traveling and it's, you know, a 22 hour drive and, and how did we keep, um, keep exercising during that drive and while we were on vacation and, and I am looking for some really good results. I, I typically come back from vacation anywhere from five to eight pounds heavier, um, <clears throat> Of course, I won't know my exact weight, but I will know how I feel. And so um, I'm very familiar with the bad way that I feel. So I'll be able to identify that pretty quickly. And I'm starting to come into tune with what it feels like to feel good too. So um, I, I hope to talk to you all soon. Thank you and have a great day.